You're listening to the Canned Fruit Podcast with your favorite trio, Danielle, Jess, and Kia. We will have meaningful conversations on what it looks like to have compassion and respect when communicating with others. This show is a safe and brave space to open up, so let's start. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Canned Fruit, where we talk about candid and fruitful conversations. Yay. I'm here with two of my favorite people on this earth, Miss Danielle and Miss Jessica. Oh, feelings mutual. You should see my dance, y'all. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's a beautiful dance. I love it. We've been getting into some uh, pretty heavy things. Last episode, we mm. talked a little bit about emotions and feelings. And even though some of us weren't really going to uh, get into that, we did. <laughs> we did anyway. <laughs> some of us. <laughs> I can't help but feel. I have feelings about feelings. Yeah. We, and we learned about meta feelings. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we've been going through a lot of the foundation of these conversations mm. and something that we haven't really hit on yet, but have maybe talked about a little bit is setting limits and setting expectations. Uh, So when you're having these difficult conversations, when you're trying to be candid and fruitful, that doesn't mean it's no holds barred. We can say whatever we want to say. We can do whatever we want to do. I mean, that could be the limit you set that there are no limits, but But Mm -hmm. most conversations, especially in the difficult realm, especially in a challenging realm, you're going to want to set some limits or some boundaries. Now, when considering these limits and boundaries, you could do something a little more proactive or a little reactive. Thinking on some of the difficult conversations you have had, Jessica and Danielle, do you find yourself more proactive or reactive? And what does that look like for you? I think, I mean, just as a person in general, I am more reactive than I am proactive, but I'm trying to be more proactive. I'm trying to, I think it's so hard to figure out like what a boundary is. I don't think I even really thought about boundaries until the pandemic. Mm. When I suddenly started having subject matter overload, when I started being like, oh, I need to set a boundary for this particular subject. I started to have a little bit of anxiety about like the numbers and that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably the first time that I ever felt like I had a boundary that had been crossed. Hmm. Like I think encroaching on everything in my life, I'm going to need exactly a bit more space. Exactly. I, th- I think that I hold a lot of space for tough things. And so it's hard for me to get to a boundary for myself. Hmm. So that was really the first one that I noticed that I was like, ooh, like I'm starting to feel bad when I'm taking in that information, when I'm getting news articles sent to my phone. And when every time I open my phone, that's what I see. Everything on the TV is about it. It was like, seeing it even outside, like they were building the Nightingale hospital and I can see it from my living room. Like it was just like very invasive. That's the first time that I was like, this is very heavy. And I also am realizing I have a limit for this. Yeah. I 
resonate with that. I don't see boundaries clearly at all. Um, I tend to be a defender of other people's boundaries. If I see a, an altercation and I see someone overstepping, I'm like, whoa, 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 hold up, swole up. That's inappropriate. Yeah. Um, what I realized too is that I have been an encroacher of boundaries, but just because I don't have them, it's harder for me to see where other people yes. have them. Yes. Right. Like, it's not like I'm trying to encroach your, on your boundary, Kia, <laughs> and may or may not have done that in the past. Um, but it's generally because I have such a low bar for low, low barrier for entry. Now, yes. I just want to put a little caveat on that. Okay. Barrier to entry in terms of friendships and like who gets into my core circle I know this is a little bit different but when I said that I just want to make the distinction I can have a low threshold for boundaries and still not let everyone in my inner circle but those mm-hmm. two things are different because if you're out in the outer circle it's probably easier it would be thought of that it's easier for me to tell you no but what I tend to do is just not engage with people that will do things that make what do I want to say here I'm just having, it, this is how hard boundaries are for me because it's really just hard for me even to express how they happen. They happen so happenstance. There's not a real guideline yes. or matrix of like, this is my boundary. And so I'm just learning how to, like, even whenever somebody's like the power of no, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to say no to everything. And then <laughs> someone asked me to go to brunch after I said I wasn't eating out. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> because you want to go to lunch and I like you. And yeah. To keep this friendship. I, so little things can be that small. Like, and so what I end up being is muddled. So you know how you're asking, like, are you proactive or reactive? I'm actually yeah. neither. I'm just confused in the middle. <laughs> and my friends, I have some friends here that have literally, I would be the closest thing I could be, which was extremely annoying to them, was that I could be hashtag I'm a maybe. That's what they would call me. They were like, Danielle is hashtag yeah. I'm a maybe. And that was what I would do to create some space for myself. I'd say maybe. I don't know if it's yes. I don't know if it's no. But I'm going to say maybe because you matter to me and I don't want to say nothing. The people that mm. matter a little bit less just get me ghosting them. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Here we are, Kia. Ooh, Ooh. Get any more Honesty. Honest. I like it. That's all I got. We're being today. honest and authentic here. That's what we're being. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say, so I, I think at least I see, here we go, and not being as comfortable being proactive or not even necessarily realizing to be proactive. I guess I would see you as more reactive. And this is for both of you. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because. When you're saying that you d- you don't even realize, I guess maybe necessarily that you needed a boundary or even how high that boundary is, I didn't realize until we started, uh, so I started doing some introspection via Enneagram that I had such distinct and firm boundaries. Like it wasn't something I, I didn't, I wasn't able to put a name to it. Until I realized, oh, I have these boundaries. Not only do I have the boundaries for just interacting with people or who I'm giving energy to, that's the the biggest boundary. Like, are are you, I hate saying the word worthy enough, but are you important enough to me to garner energy? Like to, to respond to you, to respond to you 
maybe me doing some additional research so that we can talk about something more. So even entering a conversation with somebody, like I had a boundary for that. Which conversations I would enter in with you. (laughs) So um, is one of the things like I, uh, what's it called? Sectionalization, but that's not the word I want to say. Oh, compartmentalization. Compartmentalization, there we go. Very easily compartments. Like right now, even Jessica and Danielle, like, are in mm, let's see Jessica's in at least two yeah they're both in at least two compartments and I've, I've figured out what to do with that wait but <laughs> I've got a tea out I got a tea out for a second I just want to make sure that I'm also in two compartments I've entered into two compartments no like, I said both I'm, of you I'm oh, so okay, happy I was about to be like wait can I at least get two compartments? No, yeah, no, you're in two, like at least two compartments where it's like this group, like you're in the podcast compartment and then you're in the Enneagram compartment and then you're kind of in like the work compartment and then Danielle's in the Black Moms compartment. And oh, then right. there's like- yeah. can, <laughs> can, can we make a like a, a, a pitch? Oh, this is completely irrelevant to the show, but can we make a pitch for being in the friend compartment? Like, is there- <laughs> so- how do we get in (laughs) so the friend there is no friend compartment it's you're my friend in like in this compartment you are Uh, my friend oh there's a running line yeah yeah, there's a running friends line Uh, okay and all the running friends get energy (laughs) to all our listeners this was vital vital. (laughs) continue kia i apologize uh no it's it's fine uh but yeah i just have I realized I have these compartments and that people go in and when they cross compartments, like I get a little, I guess, nervous. Cause I'm like, Hmm, well, I shared this in this compartment and, or they are in both of these compartments. And I don't want them telling this compartment about oh. <laughs> this other thing. Mm. And it could be, it literally could, because for me, it could be something so little, like, even I, as I was saying it, I was thinking, do I want to tell Danielle that she's in the black mom's compartment? And I was like, yeah, no, I mean, she's black and a mom. So we'll just put her, <laughs> just let her know that she's in that <laughs> compartment. It's like, <laughs> guys, this, is no, this makes sense though. This makes sense. I mean, so what I'm hearing, mm-hmm. what I'm hearing is Thank that <laughs> one of your biggest boundaries is privacy. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what that says to me that you like to like hold these people like, in their little compartment. You know these compartments. facts about me. Yes. And you know these facts about me and together you will never know those two facts together. Right. You are in the compartments that don't meet. Mm-hmm. I was going to Now do, do you let other people know that? Yeah. No, like if this is if they're listening to it, this is probably the first time some people are like, "Oh," and now they'll be like, "Kia, what compartment am I in?" I know. I was like, and they oh, might Lord. never find out because I can decide whether <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, isn't but there, isn't that a boundary though, right? Like that, that is, even yeah. yeah, even the way you said that is just like, and they don't have to find out. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm pretty firm. I'm firm when I decide that I I do or don't want to tell you something. I I do or I don't tell you. Like there's no convincing me to do something I don't want to do. <laughs> See, I really appreciate that because I identify with that very rarely. And I wish that that's something I could do more frequently. I wish that I could be that way more often because I see how it works. I'm like, wow, 
that worked out really well. Like that I didn't, I, I just have the power to not share information. Mm-hmm. Right. Ooh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> It just, again, I love these moments where we, we see ourselves and like, wow, this is really not my great space. I, mm-hmm. I just did this Cause even like one of the examples that Kia reminded me of was that one time we were plotting our days of when we would get together and record. And it was like, we were, I, I think I was even asking what day works for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then guaranteed. <laughs> and then finally everyone's like, well, whatever, maybe evenings. And I was like, I can't do evenings anymore because they're just make me, I feel all these feelings about it. And I felt so it's, I guess in that moment, I didn't feel bad. I felt proud that I could finally say that I felt good that I was in a safe environment where I trusted that people would hear me. Yeah. But at the same time, I find it so powerful when I can hear people, when people say no, I find it so powerful. Less so when they say no to me, but definitely, <laughs> even in those moments, you're just like, wow, well, that gives me permission to say no to all the stuff I said yes to you about five days ago. So let's revisit that. Let's revisit. And it shouldn't be a re- it shouldn't be reactive in that way. I think I guess you're right. I mean, not I guess I know you're right, Kia. As I say that through, it's like needing that permission to say no versus just saying no. And I'm I mean, I, I feel like especially for where I am in life right now, I feel like that has been <laughs> really, really helpful. The moments when mm. I do it, I find it so powerful. I feel right? like people are clear. Um, I feel like people's interpretation of me doesn't really change. If anything, they're like, okay, Danielle has said a no and we need to respect that. It's very rare that it happens in this way that I think historically I thought of. It was like, oh, everyone's going to be so mad at me. Yeah, It's going to be such a situation if I say no. And it's easier for me to control what I do, not even control, for me to be malleable here than to make this a really big situation, even if I don't want to do it. I think again, yeah, that just comes with age, I think too, for me. Mm -hmm. What I love is that you just described a boundary that helps bring connection where I I feel like a lot of my boundaries are to, are are not to break. I don't, I don't necessarily know that I want to bring disconnection, but it it definitely encourages it. Mm. And I love that, you know, for our listeners, Danielle has set a proactive boundary. She was explicit with us and said, hey, I have these feelings when we record in the evening. I would prefer if we could record at a different time. Didn't change anything for us. We're just like, okay, yeah, okay. no evenings. And so even when I proposed evenings, I put in there, but I know that you said that you don't want to like, you don't want to do them. So if you don't, just don't. She set that boundary so that when she communicated to us, when she communicated that to us, when I communicated back, I could say, hey, this is when I'm free, but I understand if this is not one of the times you select. So in our conversations, mm. it helps. Yeah, just just garner that connection. I know how you feel. And at that point, it didn't change anything. But mine are like, you stay in your group and you never leave your group. <laughs> and if you leave your group, I start to get nervous. And I set even more boundaries. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then there's a new boundary. So can I just throw out a, a little bit of a thought I just had? Okay. We're saying we're using 
so when you when we first talked about this, we used the, the word expectations and boundaries, and mm-hmm. then we'll bring it back to conversation, right? But yeah, when you say limits, interesting, you know, me and my semantics. Limits are great, but then sometimes I do people use them as walls, right? Because I think there's something to be said about having the power to say no. I think there's something else to be said about utilizing that to protect yourself from not engaging with people in a certain way. Uh, Let me rephrase, engaging with them in a way that needs to happen, right? And yeah, go ahead. Well, well, it's not a fully formed thought. So if you have, if you want to finish your. Well, just when Kia said, because not not going down the therapy route but it does sound like there's a <laughs> but fear, we are there's a fear there behind these two groups mixing and so do i think you have the right to set boundaries yes you should any should people respect those boundaries yes yeah. but the thing about knowing yourself like pulling all these other things we've been talking about if mm. you know yourself and you know why you're saying that no the answer might be that there's fear behind those two groups seeing you in different lights that's my projected analysis from my zero days in 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 therapy school if that's what it's even called but I definitely think that there's something to be said about knowing your why because that's what we talked about before is like why are you saying no you don't have to convey that to everyone else you don't even have to share that here Kia but I just want us to be careful as we explore boundaries and make sure that we're not allowing those boundaries to transcend into walls that create separation and disconnection the thing about boundaries (laughs) is they're personal but they're also they also don't only affect you Mm -hmm. right so so you get to choose who you give energy to but you don't get to choose if your relationships suffer because of that, because the other person needs more energy or whatever. Right. So, Mm -hmm. and that's, I think where, where it kind of like bleeds into this expectation word that we chose where you can, you can set an expectation in your relationships that another person that you need more of another person to maintain the relationship, right? Like, and so it, it, these, this dynamic, it's, it requires both people to have boundaries and both people to not have such strict boundaries that they're no longer participating in the relationship. Mm -hmm. I think, is that kind of what you're saying, Danielle? How like, you know, you, you can, you can make a boundary, Mm -hmm. you can make it, And it might be because it might be for whatever reason, you genuinely don't have the energy. You don't, you need that break in the evening, whatever it is, but you don't get to decide how other people react to that boundary. Mm -hmm. The boundary is about you. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's, this should be obvious. I feel like it's bad sometimes when I point out obvious points, (laughs) but in all of our conversations, in all of our recordings, I feel like the lesson that comes through the most is that we focus a lot on ourselves and what we need mm-hmm. as we have conversations in general, but especially difficult ones. And we need to spend 
if not the same, at least some energy on what our conversation partner needs. Mm. Or not on what they need and considering that. What are their boundaries? What are their expectations? If we don't know, being honest, being open, asking them for that. Um, And also just being honest and being open and offering that to them. Hey, can we have this similar to our conversation about setting the right environment? I would love to talk more about this. Can we do this tomorrow? Can we do this later today? Can we do this after lunch? If you realize this conversation cannot be good if I'm hungry while (laughs) we have it, right? And so just for everybody to remember that your needs are important. What you need in the conversation is important. It is valid, but also consider the other side of that. Consider who's receiving it and what they need and what they need. Well, because the mm. thing that we said in the like one of the very first episodes was when you're having a conversation, it's between two people. You can't have a conversation alone. On the, that's a, a monologue. Mm-hmm. And so, if the person, if you've assessed in this kind of like step chart that will 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 come through, if you've assessed that this person is important enough to have a conversation with, mm-hmm. right, then then their feelings matter, right? Yeah. Now those feelings don't get to alter. And so this is the power of the no in my mind. Cause as I hear you talking about Akia, like I want to just respect that you still have the right to say no. Right. But to, but to Jessica's point, I think that's what I'm learning is that I relinquished my power of no for the hope of keeping those I love happy. And when I, now it's a matter of, okay, one, my value is not attached in that way. So that's a whole separate conversation. But then there's the fact that my no, I'm saying it because it brings, it's important to me. And if this person values me, then they would revalue what's important to me. And in this moment, I need to keep this line. This is this is simple things like the, the lunch, right? This is simple things like um, mm-hmm. meetings in the evening. We're not talking. And this is the thing about when we talk about difficult conversations, it's not always like, race gender politics like sometimes it's Mm. like do you want to go for lunch and I'm like it's frozen yes (laughs) frozen and and so I do think that this is it's just really understanding because it's like almost like expectations is like the conversation and I still kind of go back to the individual where it's like okay I have why am I saying no because I need to validate it back to myself because I'm not as experienced as you are here in the know. So mm-hmm. I go back and I say, I'm saying no, because I remembered that I committed this to myself and that's important to me. I could tell you all no to the evenings because I said, I need to limit the evenings. I'm on the zoom camera Yeah, for my family. That's important to me. That's important enough for me to sacrifice the relationship. And for me, it goes that extreme. Like that's how far I have to go to be able to say no am I willing wow. to sacrifice this relationship for this no and that's why so few things rise because like a lot of times like no I don't want to sacrifice especially if you're my circle right if you're Joshua on the street probably not but if it's you too then I don't want to sacrifice that and and really growing into the space of oh saying no doesn't sacrifice the relationship saying no to this conversation be- before I eat lunch doesn't mean the conversation will never happen or it's the demise of our relationship. 
again, knowing who you're talking to though, if you know me well enough, you'll know that that's where my mind goes. Yeah. And you might be able to speak to the fact of like, hey, Dale, I'm setting this boundary. And I know you have a hard time setting boundaries. And that doesn't mean anything about how much I care about you. That sounds, I know for some people they're like, who is this girl? She's crazy. <laughs> but I do think that in a conversation, if you're, if this is a closer conversation, again, knowing your audience, which this is now, you're now probably in a personal relationship, maybe not one at work or something, or who knows, maybe even, right? Maybe yeah. brave space. Um, but I do think it could be interesting if someone knew me well enough, that's something that I'd welcome hearing them say, I'm setting this boundary. This has nothing to do with you. This is about me. And I still love you. That's, that's a powerful statement. Might not be the everyday conversation, but I think in the moments where that's happened, it's helped me remember that, oh, this isn't about me. And I I can respect the boundary. That's a boundary in its best, right? Yeah. That's a boundary at its best is saying like, I'm setting this boundary and it's for me. The boundary is for me. It's not because of you. It's not for our relationship. It's for me. It's protecting something for me. And I wonder, as you were saying that, I wonder how you feel when other people set boundaries. Like, is do you think that you're you're talking about how when you set a boundary, it feels as if you're going to have to sacrifice the relationship? Mm-hmm. Does it feel that way when other people set a boundary to you? Because I have, I, I have extreme reactions when other people set boundaries. And I'm wondering if that's because I'm really poor at setting them for myself. I'm trying to figure out what it is about that, that so I have like an instant reaction when other people set boundaries. So the thing I love about you, Jessica, is that you've not said what that reaction is. So whatever I say is not tainted by yours. So we'll exactly. there. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly enough, I am moderate to pretty good with people setting boundaries. Mm. My initial gut reaction might be like, for real? But then I kind of go back and I'm just like, no, that makes sense. I'm very quick to go back. That makes sense. Calm down. We're fine. No big deal. That's the irony of it, right? Because I see other people's value. Mm-hmm. I see other people's ability to say no. I don't, I, not once has somebody said, no, I don't want to say not once, but it's very, not, it's not often that someone says no to me. And then it's like the demise of our relationship. It's op, op, more often than not, absolutely nowhere near that. Mm-hmm. So it's my own mental space that brings me there when it's mine. I know, Key, you were trying to say something. I, I jumped in no, there. No, I, because I, I want to listen more to see if maybe my question gets answered. Also ask it though, which is, so you mentioned that you set that expectation or you set that boundary and in your thoughts is, am I willing to sacrifice this other relationship? And I wonder, do you also consider whether that person respects you? Like, are they, if they don't Mm. accept your boundary, it's not because, it's not just because you're willing to sacrifice the relationship, but also not, I don't want, I don't think you're actually testing them, but based almost like a test, like, do you accept me? Do you accept my boundaries? Do you respect me? Well, last episode, we were questioning my manipulativeness. Okay, now today we're saying that I'm testing. Listen, it's not just you. I'm just just saying, I'm just saying. Listeners, this is what I have to deal with. Uh, No, I, I agree with you on 
I, I actually don't think of it as a test. More often than not, I'm, I'm just too afraid to say no, which is really funny because anyone that knows me knows like they all will like say no. And I will, but that's often, I'm usually the defender of others, right? So in the mm. context where people see me kind of being rah, rah, big energy. And if it's you're taking- for myself. It's not for myself. It's not for myself. Or I'm backed against the wall and I'm in defensive mode. And then I can show up in a big bombastic way because I have to protect myself. Like I'm, I'm in fight or flight mode and Danielle fights, right? And so when I'm pushed up against the wall, that's what I have to do. But in a day-to-day kind of light question, what do I want to do kind of place? Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's not really a test because it's like, I just don't want to make other people unhappy. And so just to, yeah. to, just to the other thing that he was saying, what I've also, now that I'm getting better at this, it's no longer the extreme of, will I have to sacrifice this friendship? Now it is, what in, in we, people say this all the time, is it a yes for myself? And so now the weight is the no to you, a yes to myself. I like it, that. Is yeah. a no to you, this conversation, a yes for my being able to have a better conversation with you later. You know, that is the balance. Mm-hmm there's still that how you value yourself in relation to other people here that will get affected in that. So you have to hold yourself to a high enough value to make that subtle difference work, but I'm getting better at that. So now this conversation is more like, if I say no to these two awesome women, it's not no to them. It's no to this specific moment with them so that I can say yes to a calmer evening for myself. And I actually tend to show up better for these awesome women right mm-hmm. yeah and so mm-hmm. it's that um and and i and i guess just from a listener perspective this does like i can feel it kind of going into these amorphous spaces a bit but this is what conversation is right like you have these moments where we keep saying it's a conversation with yourself before you have a conversation with another person and so mm-hmm. if you don't think about all this stuff how can you have the conversation to say i'm holding the line calmly without without being backed up against the wall without having to like be explosive even to our feelings point like how do we convey the feeling with within reason in a in a respectful manner you know like all these these conversations have to happen to have the conversation and on the receiving end too right like if I was to receive someone else's boundary if I don't stand in that self-confidence of like that their boundary isn't about me like to not take it as a personal attack, you're already set up for failure, right? So you have to, you have to enter into the conversation with great self-awareness on both ends of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Not just, I'm about to have a boundary, but I could be on the receiving end of someone else's boundary. You're and so I need right. to be okay with that. You're so, so right. That's where I struggle. I'm saying that because that's something I struggle with is standing in that, like not taking it personally when other people have a boundary that I think affects me. No, it, it, it doesn't. The boundary is for them. Mm-hmm. So do it's you not think a personal attack? It's easier to think, th- well, I'll still ask it. Do you think it's easier <laughs> to, to think through things like this when it's something proactive, when you are setting the boundary before the conversation, before the event, before whatever it is, compared to you're in the conversation like do do you take time to 
to pause and think inside of the conversation. Mm. If someone says, this is making me very upset. Can we come back to this later? So this is more of a reactive limit, a, a reactive boundary saying, I would, I would love to continue this, but I know right now the conversation might be full of curse words and I don't want to do that to you. I want to have a, a nice civil conversation with you. Do so I? do you, <laughs> so do you, do you take time to pause when you get that reactive boundary or is it later? Maybe they've left the conversation because for me, it's like, if I set the boundary and said, we're, I don't want to talk about this now, then I'm, I'm not talking about it now. That's just not going to happen. But then maybe later in my example, you're able to recognize, wow, they wanted to, to show up better for me. And so they do want to talk about this later. I'm pretty good at receiving reactive boundaries. I actually really like them. I think they're very powerful, but there has to be follow through. If you say like, we need to talk about this later, like I can tell, like we're raising our voices at each other. We need to take a minute to decompress and think about this on our own and not continue to pick at each other and we'll come back to it. There has to be follow through for me. I'm pretty good on the receiving end of those. I'm not as good at giving reactive boundaries out unless I have recently relearned. It's something that I constantly have to remind myself, kind of like those active listening steps. Like Mm -hmm. I constantly have to re-research. Okay, what does that look like? How can I be kind to my partner when I don't feel like being kind to my partner? (laughs) When I really like just need to set a boundary. (laughs) So that's interesting that you have better, do you think you have better responses to reactive um, boundaries because that's your comfort like or is it just you mm. are easily more easily able to recognize it I think I I think I take them less personally I think because it, because I recognize that those frequently happen in a heated moment I'm less likely to take it personally and so in a proactive for a proactive boundary I'm more likely to be like, how does the, how does this affect the friendship kind of thing? Like, Mm -hmm. what have I done Mm. to be on the receiving end of this? But in a, in a reactive boundary, I'm more likely to attribute the boundary to the situation rather than the person or me. Yes. I remembered that this is, this, this is funny. The way you say that Jessica is that I am really good at dishing out reactive boundaries. (laughs) I am horrible at receiving them. Mm. I am great at receiving proactive boundaries. I am horrible at dishing them out. Mm -hmm. And so it just, as we like walk through these different versions of this, like I could pause the conversation. You know what? At the moment, I think it's best that we pause this conversation. Totally. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. But someone does it to me. I'm like, no, we're not done. We are not (laughs) done. (laughs) We are absolutely not done. Actually, I was just getting started. And you've now pissed me off even more. See, I told mm. you, everyone listening, see, I told you that this is not, we're, we're still learning. Growing. Yes. So mm-hmm. growing. We are mm-hmm. growing. We're going to grow every day. In Meet some where places, we are, people. very slowly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I just, I just want to name that because I, I see myself 
the power of a reactive, when I see the power, when I'm the one seeing the conversation go awry and I want to direct yeah. it. And I, it's not like, I, I didn't think of it as a power move until I just described it that way. And it does sound like a power play. It is. But I, well, because I think it's helpful when I'm doing it, but I'm so emotional when I'm on the receiving end of it. Like if I'm, if we're in a heated de- debate and someone else stops it, I'm just like, but I'm still here. And that's often how I feel. I'm even still the way heated. I, yes, I'm still in this moment. I'm so, and now you're leaving me, mm. right? There's this like, you're leaving this conversation. You're leaving here, me here in a, and, and oftentimes a mutually, we both, risen this moment this this moment has risen to this level because of both of us yes mm-hmm. and now you're exiting it like that is where my mind goes and so again this is a this is an angle of a boundary where I think they're important when I come back to that when that person comes back to me again I hear you on there needs to be a revisit you know a we revisit this moment yeah. um I'm usually calm but I think there is who one of you said that there's like it's like an optimal moment. Yeah. It's an optimal way. I think the optimal is that there's communication in that I know you're still upset. Like there's recognition of where I am. Yeah. Yes. And then we can exit it together. Like we, it's, it, and again, I'm thinking of a, of a, of a loving supportive friendship relationship where someone wants to take your hand and doesn't want you to live there. Mm-hmm. Um, there are mm-hmm. some people, you know, again, we're, this is hard because there's so many angles, like this could be, again, coming from a place where both parties are invested in a positive conversation and it's just difficult at this moment. My hope is that you could int- you could see the situation getting heated. I see it's getting heated. I don't want us to communicate this way. I think we need to pause. We should pause. And I know you don't want to, but I'm, I'm pausing because I need to revisit this at a later time. That's yeah. different than I'm out. You know, like that's- yeah. It is. It's it really is. different. Even though that person has the right to have that boundary, it's the same boundary being held. It's a really different way of saying, I need space and time to process this. I see your pain, Jessica. I see your frustration, Kia. I respect it and I'm not ignoring it. Yeah. But I just can't do this right now. I'll come back to you and later. I'll come back to you tomorrow. I'll come back to you in a week. So my hang up, I'll own my hang. My hang up is the the commitment to revisit the, like, I still have a commitment to the outcome of this conversation. Mm -hmm. It sounds like your, your hangup is more the validate your feelings. Like I, I understand, or is it a combination of both or? Well, because I've been, I have lived through the, I'll come back to this and then they never come back to this kind of thing. I, I have a bit of a righteous stance there. I'm more like you wrong for that don't do that. The, that. That's just not an adult move. That's mm. not us being an adult. Right. Mm. So I, I, in, for the sake of this conversation, that's not my hangout. Cause I think if you're doing that, that's your issue. Yeah. And you need to figure that out. Cause we said we would talk about this. And if you can't come back to it, that's not me. So I have a, I have a right to be upset if in my righteousness there mm-hmm. on, on this side, yes, it's very much. So can you validate, um, I'm very much so in need of people not ignoring that we both came to this heated moment together. You said something and I said something and we're both here. And it's very rare that the calm, the stereotypically calm person didn't say anything Mm -hmm. to agitate 
the stereotypically mm-hmm. agitated person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and know? I'm not going to take responsibility for all of that. Right. Right. Like, and I think both here together. Yeah. And owning that we in our both of our actions in, in some things, whether there are misinterpretations and all of that, just respecting that those emotions are there. They don't, again, to our point about feelings, you don't have to reflect them. You don't have mm-hmm. to consume them and assume those feelings, but there is a little bit of like, can we just respect that we got here together? Mm. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely say that that's been my biggest growth, <laughs> but like you just described all of my growth. Well, part of my growth there. <laughs> we know, Pia. <laughs> the first of all, coming back, cause I'll pretend like we're gonna talk about it later. I'm just saying that to get out of here. (laughs) Yeah, I just want this to end. (laughs) And that's how I make it end. Mm. And I'll say coming back to it is scary. Mm -hmm. It's just really scary. But has been so refreshing, is not the right word. Enlightening is not the right word. It's just been good when you actually come back. Because it's resolved then. After we come back and we talk about it and we've had time to think about it, maybe our opinion has changed, or at least now I can think a little bit more about what you've said and I can come back to it. We can talk and have some form of resolution where again, the resolution might not be that we agree, but it's resolved. Mm -hmm. And I love that now instead of just, it's just like always in the air. Mm. (laughs) And it's just like, oh man, are they going to bring it up today? Because I'm not bringing it up ever. Mm. Uh, So, Well, I just made a note for a future episode. We got to talk about resolution, Kia, because I am, I am a let's, so maybe boundaries might not be my thing, but I think that is a huge, important one. Like we got to clear this up, but I don't want to, I don't want to distract too much, but I just want to double down that that's a really important part of a conversation resolution um or or coming back to it is one um definitely a big one because as everyone learned last episode I'm the stereotypically non-emotive straight-faced I mean you could be yelling at me and I could keep a straight face um and it kind of I would I would feel righteous in the fact that I did not contribute to any of this buildup. What are you talking about? Mm. I have my even emotion. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not yelling. I am using an even tone and I have brought out all the pertinent facts. I have in no way contributed to the fact that you are upset and I might be actually livid, but I'm not going to yell about it. So I'm the better person and you Mm -hmm. need to think about something, you know, and I love, again, I have grown from that um, and accepted that even, no matter how I could, I could Ben Stein it and I'm still contributing <laughs> to the conversation to the point that the conversation has gotten to. If it's a true dialogue, we have both contributed yeah. and I, recognizing that I, I love the way you phrase it because I, I wouldn't have phrased it like that like that we both contributed to this point and acknowledging how we both feel like even just saying that part out loud, naming it um, is, is very important and definitely has been another part of my growth in, in conversations. Mm. I, I'm just, yeah, I, I, I always would tell um, my partner, I would say every action has a reaction and yeah. inaction is an action. 
that that's always been yeah. my my thought process here. So, you know, th- but 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 Kia, you had a really good quote aligned with all of this that I think we should visit. Yeah, because I think as we're talking about setting the limits, I think we should also talk about setting the expectations. But I saw this quote from from Oprah. So I feel like every episode we've got, you know, just like an amazing person. And actually, I'll say I went out of my way to try and not find a Brene Brown quote. (laughs) Not because I don't love Brene, but because I was like, other people have said things too. Other people speak words. (laughs) Um, But Oprah, she says, you have to be able to set boundaries. Otherwise, the rest of the world is telling you who you are and what you should be doing, you can still be a nice person and set boundaries. Mm. Like maybe I should have opened with this. And it goes a little bit back to what I was saying about boundaries, um, creating connection rather than detracting from the connection and setting the boundaries, still being a nice person, still wanting to be active and part of that relationship, active and part of the discussion but knowing what you need. And I think that gets into a little bit Mm. of the expectations of a conversation. And the the easiest example I can think about when setting expectations in a conversation is something that I do now. And I like, I didn't think that I could just ask this, but just, just like, you know, sometimes you think you can't set this boundary, but I didn't think I could just ask this in a conversation. And I love it now. Like I ask it all the time, um, which is, do you want me to listen to help you or are you just venting? And mm-hmm. initially when, when I first heard about this, I guess, technique, I thought that maybe it would come off as kind of like condescending, maybe like, do you need help or are you just complaining? Like that's kind of <laughs> what it sounded like to me in my Semantics. head at first. <laughs> like not what you said. It, I know, but it's like, I would hear it like that. Like, do you need, do you need help? Or are you just complaining? Like, what do, what do you want? But it just even to the rephrasing and I, just saying it like that, um, do you want me to listen and, and provide some feedback and some help? Or do you want to just do you want me to just listen about the situation? You know, depending on the situation, it might depend on how I phrase it. But I always make sure that I'm not phrasing it in a way that <laughs> might make it seem more condescending. And let me tell you, it's it's like freeing because I went into mm. every conversation and let me know if this is this was you. I went into every conversation thinking that there needed to be a solution. Like, mm. like you weren't just, you know, tell venting to me. You weren't just explaining the situation to me. It was like, you're explaining the situation and you expect for me to come up with a way to resolve it. And that's you assumed your into, role. I assumed that role immediately. Like I am the problem solver. What about y'all? Hmm. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so I, again, I'm, you know, I always got to be special. So I do think that there are different populations of my life where those conversations would work differently when it was with I don't so weird I love my like my girlfriends my like really really close friends right I love them to bits but I guess I like just let them live their lives so yeah I tend to be the optimal I say that and they're gonna send it like she's not that great Uh, (laughs) I tend to be the optimal kind of like soundboard because I I do a dance of like I really want to understand I'm empathetic I get it and then we're providing solutions only based on their cues right mm-hmm. and my husband and my kids not the case 
I am a fixer. I am like, who did what? What's their name? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just mm-hmm. assume that role. So I, as much as I thought we'd be on opposing places here, Kia, like I can totally see the need to, I actually don't love the question that you phrased. Just, just beyond, that wasn't the best yeah. way to say that. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's, I don't always get, I, I think it's a really good step in the right direction. I have been now presented with that question, being married to someone that's more your demeanor. And, and I respect the effort. I don't necessarily right. know if it's the same thing as someone being aware because I might yeah. not think I need to fix it. But if you're now in full listening mode and you're just not saying anything and I've shifted in the midst of the conversation and you weren't aware of that shift. See, I think it's a good it's a good way to practice. Yes, this this yeah. this this question is a good way to practice if you're not naturally a good observer in conversation or good at emotional intelligence, this is a great place to start to be like, what role am I playing in this conversation? That's what this question is, right? What do you need me to show up to do in this conversation? Because if you're not good at like getting those cues from other people, Mm -hmm. this is a great place to start. But some people are very naturally good at that. At being mm. like, okay, oh, I was a listener. Now she needs a solution. I just want to so, have. And the thing is, oh, I was. Mm. Like, I see the list. Like as a listener, I'm still actively listening. Like as a listener, I don't just get to now sit back and kind of like ignore you or just let it roll over me. Mm-hmm. Even though mm-hmm. you said, I don't, you know, I just really want to vent. I still. I still should be offering you feedback. This should still be a conversation. They shouldn't be monologuing yes. at me while I just go, hmm. Very, mm-hmm. very Ooh. good distinction, mm. Kia. Yeah. Very good distinction. Because that was that was what was hard. That's my issue with the question. I just want to note, yeah. yes, Jessica, this is a great starting point, but framed in that lens, Kia, then the, the question is fantastic then, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's not allowing the person to just like disagree. Check out. Yeah. 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 I, I guess, yeah. So I find it, and I, maybe, it, yeah, it could be phrased better, but I just always find it as a great starting point because I now I know, okay, wow, my husband's just venting to me. I can listen to it. I can, um, you know, provide my active listening feedback, but I don't have to go. And this is what we need to do next. After right. this, we're writing an email. This is what the email <laughs> needs to say. Like that's that's how I go straight into game plan. <laughs> yes. I mean that again. That line, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, can I just note though that the expectation part, even if it's not, I mean, in a conversation, but there is this ability for people that are more like me that have a harder time like saying the no is like saying it. It's like almost to your point earlier. It's an advanced expectation. So it's you know what do you need out of this conversation? It's the you know, I'm, I'm, I, what would you like to do? Here's my availability, right? Like setting up these framings so that you're almost like you're speaking what you need first so that the other person can respond is another way that I've found. Again, it it might be a tactic, like to your point, I mean, Jessica, it might be like a first step, but that's kind of how I've navigated it as well. Like I need to Hey, I'm going to during Lent. I'm going to not be eating out. So FYI, this eating out thing is a big situation for me. Just deal with it. <laughs> but 
like it, it's 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 just like conveying in advance that there's an expectation that I'm not going to be doing this thing. So it's an expectation of your boundary, kind of. I love that to just be proactive about that conversation. Like this is where I stand. Like if you're the first one to like break or breach the taboo subject, somehow it becomes easier for people to talk about. Yeah. So if you're the first one to be like, I mean, I don't know what, why you're not eating out Danielle. So if you're the first one to say like, these are my expectations, this is what I'm doing. It makes it easier for other people to converse. Two things. One, I'm not eating out because I want a summer body and it's already, (laughs) (laughs) or, or hopefully this may be released. Hopefully we'll see. We'll see when it's released. Maybe I would have got it. Second of all, like that's, I think it is this kind of, there's so much bravery that we talk about throughout each of these episodes about conversation. Mm -hmm. There's a need Mm -hmm. to kind of like be brave to say what you're feeling, be brave to set your expectations and set your limits, be brave to, to, to be brave enough to see someone who's different from you and respect their humanity. Right. Like, yeah, there's just, there's just so much. No, we're going to have to talk about bravery. I know. Add Add that to the list. (laughs) (laughs) So ladies. Yes. I'm just, yeah. All right, all right, all right. All right. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Wow. Way, to, way to tag team. This is what I deal with. This is my real life. I just, I, I never, I never want the conversations to end. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully our listeners feel the same way because we still have so much to talk about. Very true. Very true. Thank you all so mm. much for listening. We wish Going you on this all journey the best. with us. Yeah, this <laughs> journey. And we wish you all the best as you go through your candid and fruitful conversations mm-hmm. as you open up to those all around you. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, Until next time, it's been Danielle and Kia and Jessica. That brings us to the end of this canned fruit podcast episode. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. We also want to thank our assistant producer, Brianna Javon, from What's Good Productions. If you enjoyed our show, we invite you to connect with us on Instagram at cannedfruitpod and email us at cannedfruitpod at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And be sure to come back next time for another discussion as we continue to have candid and fruitful conversations. Until then, this is Jess, Kia, and Danielle, and don't forget to open up.